You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and our production assistant, Daniel Tersini, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Alex. How are you guys doing? I'm fine. It's it's nice to be here this morning. It is. It is. We're starting our hundred and hundred and one show. Hundred first. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah, that that sounds fun for sure. It's yeah. It was. Um, I, I was talking to Alex yesterday. I really enjoyed our show together, Alex. I thought that our hundredth it was everything that I had hoped it would be. And uh, uh, well, I'm I'm glad you think so. I'm, I'm I had a lot of fun with you too. It was it was fun. We we talked about our one hundredth show for months. And yes. uh, it was right at the end that it sort of all came together, and uh, it was a real reflection, I think, of of the first ninety nine shows. And I really, I just really, I loved how it all came together. Yeah, it's um, you know, you you can brainstorm all the ideas, but then you just have this one moment that it just clicks, right? And yeah. Well, and again, thank you for having me on as a guest. I really appreciate it. Well, as as I said in the show, and I hope you guys have listened to it, I couldn't have imagined a better guest. It was quite a journey, the first 100 shows. And uh, today with Deepak, we are on our, on our first step towards our next 100 shows. And uh, as I said, when we did our recording, you know, we're learning every day with every show and we're getting more exposure. And we hope that the next 100 are as good as or better than the first 100. So that's that's the evolution of a good life, right, Alex, is to, to get better as you as you Yeah, and to grow, forward. for sure, yes. And to grow. So again, thank you to everybody. It was really, it was an emotional show. It was a great show. But on to today's show. Our show is live, and you can call in at 416-245-1534. Please do follow us on our social media sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at the Health Hub RMC. And do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. Excuse me, all of our podcasts are um, up now. We're currently up to date with all of our shows. Uh, Two weeks ago, we had the Experience Food Project with, as I called him, Dr. Chef Tom French, but he is Mm -hmm. just a chef, not a doctor. Um, And that was a great show. Got some great response to that. Very lovely man, passionate about about doing things for people, less fortunate people, and bringing the the good word of food and eating around the table together. That was quite an enjoyable show. So that is up, as well as our 100th show. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. We are on the Radio Maria website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. So they are there ready for you to listen to. Now, yesterday I did a quick Twitter poll, uh, mostly for my own reference point, Mm -hmm. but I asked 
uh, what people thought were the most pressing health issues. There was no parameters to the question. There was nothing other than that, basically. And surprisingly for me, anyways, uh, number one came out to be obesity. And uh, number two was stress. I, I actually thought that people would go down the more chronic pathway to heart disease or cancer. But these are the two things that came out as number one and two in um, worries, as you might say, about the, the current health condition. And rightly so, yeah, these, and these two conditions lead to chronic disease, right? We've right, and ev- everybody at, at some point deals with stress in their life. And yeah, it, always. It's just a, a, a natural part of life, and we have to learn to deal with it. Yeah, and, I, and, I don't and, know where we're lacking in that. It, 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 it stems down to having conversations, making people aware Right. Yeah, I think you're well, right. Well I, well, I think people are aware of stress. I think it's more on the level of how to handle it. Like more times than not, people have the stress and they just don't know what to do with it. So they either bottle it up or they 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 shove it deep down. You know. Well, which well then which brings the conversation: Are we a more stressed society now than we were thirty, forty years ago? Are we are we talking more about it? Are we talking less about it? Um, mental health is a huge area that has again, come to the forefront in the last uh, number of years. So I I don't think there's any answer. We, we keep talking about the same ways to try and handle stress, but it does play a significant role in many people's lives, and it obviously is a huge health concern. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I was, I have to say, I was a little bit surprised um, without, without mention of chronic disease. These are the two things that uh, really have people concerned so I thought, you know, we can't we can't drill down too deeply. You know, if you hash over all the other shows, you see that uh, stress, obesity, inflammation, those have come up many, many times in our in our shows with with our guests. But uh, for for all intents and purposes, for now, what I thought I would do is just, you know, as far as obesity goes, which was number one on the list, is to try and give you a few tips on, you know, one aspect of obesity, which is overeating. Um, there are many aspects that go into obesity, obviously, but uh, this one is something that we can take active steps towards uh, curbing. So I thought I'd just quickly off the top of the show, give you uh, two or three, four tips on perhaps how to cut down on calories uh, when you're around the table. First is to start off with sipping some water before a meal. Often we mistake hunger pangs for um, dehydration. That's that's a common thing. Uh, the pangs of hunger are actually oftentimes um, our body crying out for some uh, for some hydration. Some studies have shown that drinking a glass or two of water uh, before a meal can actually help reduce the calories eaten. So it's a really super simple technique that you can employ to perhaps, you know, cut down some calories uh, at your meals. The the other, not the other, but uh, perhaps for me, the most important thing and what I always talk to uh, my clients about is being mindful when you're eating at the table. And this is so um, comprehensive, mindfulness. When we talked with uh, Chef Tom about sitting and eating together, that's one part of mindful eating. You know, we have moved away from sitting around a table, enjoying each other's company, talking. I mean, those things are not just pleasantries. They cut stress out of a meal. And, you know, we've talked about this. If you're stressed, you're not digesting. So you can't, you can't have it both ways. Come to the table, mindful. Come to the table, 
ready to enjoy your meal, take in all the sensations of a meal, the smells, the taste. And along with being mindful is chewing your food. So that's sort of a subcategory of being mindful. The more you chew your food, it's a dynamic process. It's not just a matter of breaking down and masticating your food. It also helps to take some of the relief off or take some of the pressure off your digestive system. But it also cues your brain to... um, React to hormones, leptin and ghrelin, which are your your satiating and your hunger hormones. And it takes about 20 minutes before your brain can catch up with this feeling of satiation. The quicker you eat, the more calories you'll consume. So chewing your food slows down your eating, as does talking around the table. All these things encompass just a healthy, mindful way of eating and uh, can really help to cut down the calories. So really enjoying your food. You know, someone... Uh, perhaps yourself has taken the time to make a, a good meal for you. So sit around the table, take your time and, and really enjoy it. And the other thing to do that uh, I'd like to bring to your attention is perhaps start with a salad, especially a bitter salad. When you add fiber to your diet, it does increase your satiation. It also will help with your blood sugar. So when you have fiber in your diet, it does slow down the sugar getting into your blood system, which is an important piece for um, inflammation, for obesity. So starting with a salad, but also starting when you're having your salad or some vegetables, having something bitter is also um, warranted. When you have, there's a a tradition among Italians um, of having bitters before you eat. This gets your digestive system going, but this can be achieved with things like arugula salad, dandelion salad. So getting your digestive system going and um, having it prepared for the incoming food is also uh, an important way to um, help your digestive system and to cut calories. So three simple points and um, take them to heart. So I just wanted to give you a couple of ideas of things you can do with water. I often get the complaint that people are bored of water. They don't like water, but you can add slices of lemon and ginger to your water. You can add oranges and strawberries, any type of fruit. Uh, Ginger is nice for the digestion as well. You can also add uh, some chia seed to your water. So chia seed. interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And if you make it the day before, you know, with the mason jar, put Mm -hmm. it in your fridge, you just grab and go. And uh, the chia seed helps to satiate you. Chia seeds have fiber, but they also have good fats um, and they're full of protein. So, uh, you know, nutrition is about layering. It's about habits. It's, um, you know, I think people get the the impression that you've got to make huge, huge life changes. But, you know, you do a few things uh, on your way, step at a time. And when you look back over the the past six months to a year, you'll, you'll realize how far you've come when you just do these little things. So in response to that poll, I hope that um, this can be of help to some of you. So on to today's show, Um, you are going to love listening to Deepak. He's got a voice that just is just so pleasant to listen to. You'll, You'll really enjoy him, plus all the wonderful information that he is going to talk to us about. Deepak Shukla is the founder and CEO of Pearl Lemon, an award winning SEO agency based in London, England. He bootstrapped the business from his mom's place to a 275,000 pound. I did the math, uh, if my math is correct, 
and um, the uh, currency exchange hasn't changed too much. We're talking about $365,000 U.S. company in less than 24 months. He has since gone on to invest in algorithmic trading, launch a five-figure online course or courses, and he continues to grow and expand his business acumen. And when he's not running business, he's either taking part in endurance sports, He's run 25 marathons. I think, in fact, actually, he's just got back. So that could be 26 marathons after uh, his trip. Five ultra marathons, two Ironman, and one Muay Thai match. He's going to explain that to us because I've not heard of that before. And he likes getting inked. 53% of his body is covered in tattoos. Or he enjoys playing with his cat named Jenny. When we get back, we are going to talk with Deepak about the importance of balance in life and career, the role of exercise, and the role it can play in stress relief, and uh, how Deepak trains and how he fits everything into his busy, busy life. We will be back in a few minutes. Listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. 
Welcome back, everybody. Our show today is live. Please feel free to call in at 416-245-1534 and do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC. Good morning, Deepak. How are you? I'm great, Kathy. Thank you. Um, I'm really well. Thank you for joining us today. You've just come off of a, a big trip. You were in Jerusalem. You mentioned to me. What were you there for? I, you were quite right. I was there for the Jerusalem Marathon, and uh, I got back uh, Sunday Sunday evening. Well, is that a quite a time change for you? Are you a little bit uh, sleepy this morning, or have you got? Uh, are you well used to that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it, it's uh, it's two hours of time difference, and I think that. To be honest with you, there's more a combination of running a marathon than traveling back. So the flight's about four and a half hours with the delays it was fixed. Um, so I'm, I'm good. Nothing that a cup of coffee has been <laughs> unable to do. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So I want we, obviously we're going to be talking about your businesses and how you balance them with uh, all the exercise mm. that you're doing. But you have such an interesting lead up to the business that you're in now. Has it been a straight line to owning these businesses or was the path you've taken to get to where you are today sort of one that's been uh, a roundabout to get to the, your destination? It's been a complete zigzag, Kathy. I think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I... I, I look back on it, and it's interesting. You know, do we ascribe randomness to you know the series of events that lead us to the place that we do today? Is it you know our desire or search for meaning that looks for running threads? It's probably a little bit of both, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. So I think that there's been certainly a lot of randomness with the things that I have done, but then equally. I think the, where I'm at today has, has definitely been a consequence of, you know, this trip, for example, just to Jerusalem and, and, and the way um, that I got there and how I got there and why I went there. That actually does have direct implications, I think, to the way that I live my life today. So um, it, 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 it's, it, it's always a surprise, but perhaps never completely unexpected. Did you go to university? Did you do the normal path, go to university, graduate, know you wanted to start your own business? Uh, is that the path that you were taking? I went to university and studied English literature back when I was 18. So, you know, I spent my time in, in books such as Dostoevsky, uh, Flaubert, William Wordsworth, Shakespeare, of course, and I, I quickly discovered that I definitely was not interested in that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I did take that course because, you know, when I was 18, I mean, my, my, my folks got, you know, like a, they, they, they grew up young, literally, because they, they had an arranged marriage at 11 and 13, right? So beyond um, their move from India to the UK and me seeing them put in kind of 100-hour work weeks, um, you know, to, to, to their great credit, there was no real pressure put upon me, for example, to pursue a particular kind of career, nor were my parents really academically kind of, you know, in, in, informed enough to say, hey, Deepak, go and do economics at, you know, Harvard or Cambridge or something like this. So I just went on what I seemed to have a predisposition for. So my tutor back when I was 16 and looking at my options for, I guess you guys would call it college, we call it university, was like, oh, Deepak, you're pretty good at English, so I think that you should do that. And it was simple as me, as me saying, okay, so I, I, off, off I went and I, I looked back on it and I did do that degree. I then did take my first significant pivot 
if you will, which was going on into starting life as a tax consultant. So I worked for a company called Deloitte and I then, yeah, I did graduate. I, I did go and start a career and, and that quickly, very quickly, if I'm being honest, Kathy, came, came to an end. You know, I look back in hindsight and the, the longest time I've been in employment, I'm 32 now, was I think it's a grand total of six months in one job when I was 18 years old. And since then, it's been uh, a series of uh, reverberations around a pinball machine. I've been kind of going back forth here, there, and everywhere in my own quest for meaning. So, yes, yeah, they definitely started out very traditionally, and then it kind of went very kind of ski with at about the age of 22 when I thought, well, I know I don't like English as a career. I definitely don't want to be a tax consultant, but I'm not sure what I do want to do, so let's go off and explore and adventure and, and, and that I guess feeds into some of those things that you mentioned as to you know what, well, what I do and what I've got up to today. So you're, you're very well motivated and in your quest you know I, when I was looking at the website and getting some background on you uh, music has popped up trained as a British soldier <laughs> TEDx speaker so you're not just um, you know a, 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 what do they call that a, a one fiddle wonder uh, you are constantly it seems like pushing the boundaries of yourself do you ever think we find our meaning or is this constantly evolving in your perspective I think that I think that when we begin to see meaning as a process rather than an end destination, I think it can then really feed into the impulsive nature of, of, of man or people, let's say. I, I think that, to be honest with you, it, it, it's within all of us to want to try and experiment and explore, and it really is a question of the magnitude, I guess, or magnitude or maybe the style, right? You know, some people make their choices of, of, of that, 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 you know, are random by perhaps choosing a different kind of movie to watch, you know, like an art house film instead of your usual kind of born mayhem in the cinema. Or maybe it's let's try that Vietnamese place for the first time ever, Garth, as opposed to, you know, the, 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 the noodle place that I've loved and been used to. So I think that, you know, what, what the, the path that I've followed, I think that to, to, to others, you know, it may seem like, wow, Deepak, you've done all these different things. But actually, if you explore anybody's lives, you'll see that this, this kind of randomness relatively is built into to, to everybody. So I, I think that, you know, meaning is, 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 is something that's kind of part of our processes as opposed to it being an destination. And that, for me, has been very helpful in accepting the fact that, you know what, I really enjoy doing this random stuff and I get... I take meaning from the actual randomness of it itself as opposed to perhaps what I'm looking for on the other side of training as a soldier, getting a tattoo, running a marathon or anything like that. So there's no end game in sight, which is, which is awesome. But I guess with that type of personality and obviously with the way you've pushed yourself, not just with your exercise, but with your career, you have to find some sort of a balance. You can't always, always, yeah. always be, be pushing the, 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 you know, always to the limit. And 
this is how within your your business acumen you're trying to find a balance with all the marathons you're doing we talked about this and can you tell me why you find that this is such a beautiful marriage between your business and then the exercise pathway how they help to complete both aspects of your determinations absolutely absolutely i think that exercise Kathy, is a core component to the, the, the energy um, with which I approach my business. I think that exercise helps, you know, running marathons for me helps make everything else easier. I, 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 I'm not a sub three hour marathon runner. I'm not someone who's seeking to potentially become a sub three hour marathon runner. I, I, I really run marathons because of well, one, the, 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 the love that I do have for, for exercise. Two, the dependency I've built, you know, upon it. To, to three, give me that continual kind of addictive chemical release of kind of endorphins, of, you know, ser- serotonin and, and really dopamine, those kind of feel-good chemicals that, 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 that wash away kind of stresses, clear my mind and allow me to approach work with a lot more vigor because... Once you, for example, complete a marathon, you know, even if you do it in three and a half or three, do it in five, that kind of whole process, gosh, Kathy, it makes a lot of the other things that I do just feel easier, literally, because it's so, it's, it's so in front of you, right? That, that, that real, very visceral feeling of, of kind of pain, and, and, and it's a pain that, you know, you're in, in, in search of, is, is a real awakener. And I, I feel that having gone for a period of about a year where I didn't run, I, I saw myself become a little bit more depressive. I saw myself become a lot more irritable, a lot more snappy and a lot more kind of listless and lifeless. And upon going to the doctors, getting blood tests, I talk about this on my own podcast. It, it actually, you know, what it boiled down to at the end of it was, you know, my doctor said, Deepak, you've got to start running again. because <laughs> This is, seems to be the thing that balances you. So, um, I, 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 I don't know that I could do one, one without the other because I have tried and it didn't really work out for me that well. Have you always been a runner or was this something that um, you came upon as you were going through your business career? I, I did my first marathon when I was 23. Previous to that, the service that I ran was less than 10 kilometers. So marathon 42 kilometers, uh, you know, 10K is a 10K run. So before I was literally age 22, 23, I started training at 22. The purpose I'd run, I don't even know if I'd run 10 kilometers. So to be honest with you, I, I guess you could say that, I, 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 you know, there was a moment in my life, I think, when I went to a personal development conference. It was run by an Australian chap called Christopher Howard. And what I took away from that event was that, you know, in all of the things that we, we do in life, we, we, we should, you know, if we're engaged in something, we should give our maximum effort. Or we should pursue it to a degree with kind of relentless excellence. And I thought that, well, you know what? I did go and run. I was running two or three times a week, and I probably had been since I was 14, right? I'd do a 3K run, I'd do a 5K run, I'd then go and run for 10 minutes maybe, um, and, and, and this would be the kind of loop that I'd followed. And I, I, I came out of that conference and I thought, well, 
what is what is what is the you know full realization or the full exploration of of me running? I thought ah, you know, running running a marathon is a real benchmark. So I remember being on I think lunch break from 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 work perhaps. I was working. Um, I think I was working as a secretary or something to this effect at the time. And I literally whipped out my credit card and booked my first marathon, which was in Chicago. <laughs> Completely irrational <laughs> on the surface of it, given I live in London. You know, Chicago is a long way away way to go away and do your first event. But so that was my real moment, I guess, of planting my flag on on my journey of of, of running that now become you know, so, 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 so integral and so, so normal as, as part of my life. Very interesting. Now, before we go to the break, could you explain to me what a Muay Thai match is? Yeah, sure. Did so I say it right? The, yeah, no, no, you did. You did. Oh, okay. Basically, it's, 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 it's kickboxing, but it's kickboxing with um, knees and elbows. So kickboxing, um, as it is, is, using a combination of your, your hands as well as your feet. So there's four kind of touch points, if you will. Muay Thai, Muay Thai, people call, it, call them both, is, is, is a form of Thai, as in Thailand, Thai kickboxing. And with Thai kickboxing, you also add in um, two more limbs. So it's called the, the, the art of eight limbs. And the two other limbs are basically both your knees and your elbows. So if you think about it, two, set, you know, two legs, two knees, two elbows, uh, two fists, means that you, you have um, eight, eight touch points. So that's what Muay Thai is, psychic boxing. Ah, interesting. There's my, my one thing for the day. Awesome. What we're going to do is take a quick break now, and uh, we'll be back to continue our conversation with Deepak Shukla. What will it be like When my pain is gone and all the worries of this world just fade away What will it be like When you call my name In that moment when I see you face to face I'm waiting my whole life to hear you say Well
Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation here with Deepak Shukla. Deepak, question I have for you is, You've got such a marriage between your exercise and your business. Does one come before the other? Oh, wow. <laughs> what a question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think, yes, I think that um, my, my success is contingent upon my, my, my exercise. I do believe that there's been a direct correlation with me keeping in my best health and the success of my business. Uh, I guess, you know, and, and, and the way that I, I mean, that's very anecdotal, right? But the way that I reference that is, you know what, uh, as, as you can appreciate being, uh, you, know, you know, I'm a small business owner and, you know, I, I want to, and I, I, I'm hopeful that I can continue to, to grow and, you know, maybe, you know, make an impact in some way someday. And it's like part of that journey. I, I meet, you know, of course, other other entrepreneurs and other small business owners and other people that you know are ultimately working hard and trying to do you know big and meaningful things in their life. And it's amazing, right? And it's amazing. It's, it's really great. What I do see um, also at the same time is that you know what I I, I run definitely more than than than, than many. I, I definitely you know will go. I don't know. I ran my marathon on Friday, I think. Yesterday, I was in the gym again for 45 minutes. Thursday, I'm going to be running to my business partner's. Um, I run to his home and we work from there on Thursday. So I'll do about a 15 mile run, uh, which is maybe about 20, 23, 24 kilometers. And then I start my day uh, with, with, with him. And you know what? I definitely can tell you, Kathy, that I get, 
I, I, I don't get ill, really, and I tend to be able to kind of work for work harder and, and, and work longer. And I didn't really have, to have a perception that that was the case until I started noticing that I'd have friends in business that'd be like, oh, I'm feeling poorly, or, you know, oh, I feel a bit, you know, unwell, or this has happened and that's happened. And I, I, I've had those moments when I don't exercise. It's, it's, it's been very black and white, I've realized. So I definitely would say that my exercise is definitely something that I think is, 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 is a cornerstone of any of the other things that I've done in my life. And that relates also to stuff, for example, like tattoos. You know, I, my, my, my pain tolerance, I remember when I was off getting my tattoos and I'd sit and do these eight-hour tattoo days and stuff, and, and then the chat there was like, you know, well, what is it that you do? Because you seem to, you know, have, have, have a good ability to kind of endure a little bit of pain. And I said, oh, you know what, man? I've I, I run ultramarathons. So I'll, I'll go out and do these long runs. And he's like, how would you describe them? And I'd say, oh, painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I definitely would say that, you know, exercise, regular exercise definitely helps in such a significant way everything else I, that I do. So is your business molded around, are you, are you stuck in an office or are you able to mold your mm. business around how you exercise? Yeah, it's a good question. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you kind of some of the practicalities. So there's, I think, 15 people that, that are in the company now. Um, everybody works from home. We don't have an office. I've, I've never met probably about 10 of the 15 people within my team. Um, a good example to illustrate that is that I was in Jerusalem, as you know, and one of the team, Beth, she actually pinged me and said, hey, I noticed you're in Jerusalem, and it turns out that she actually lives there. I didn't know that, and, and you know, so we kind of met up and stuff. So, yes, um, the beauty is is that the marathons that I do, um, I, I kind of do them as they come up, and I'm able to almost work, well, I'd say work around the run, but I can work the runs around my business mm-hmm. because I equally, I, I don't think I've ever met any of my clients um, or, or maybe if I have, it's less than 10%. So yeah, everything's distributed, everything's remote and it means that, you know, exercise can be at the forefront of the things that I do. Do you ever train too much? Is there is there too much for you, Deepak? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, um, I've also got a, a load of, for example, runs that I've stopped at a 100k race that I was in and I just didn't train enough and I gave up I think after maybe 56 kilometers in the sun I went to do an Ironman in Copenhagen and I did not complete that I stopped part way through the bike um, so, so an Ironman is a swim, bike and run and uh, I, I, after about 100k on the bike I was like you know what I've had enough I, I def- what I definitely would say is that the way you know sport was, was maybe the central fixture during my 20s. As I've moved into my 30s, I, I, I definitely am thinking about, you know, my own search for, for meaning and what I'm going to kind of leave, let's say, or building some kind of longevity in my career. And to that extent, the role this sport plays in my life, really, it, it's much more about maintaining that fitness tempo and, and small kind of dips into pain. Um, and, and, and that's really what, what I seek from now so so you know I don't I do do marathons today still I've got seven more I think booked this year but certainly I won't be aiming to try and get like you know my fastest time or to, 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 to do anything close to it because 
the role that it plays has changed somewhat. Is that is that a maturity thing? Do you think? Do you think as in your younger days you were just pushing, pushing, pushing to see how far you could extend yourself, or um, why why do you think this change is coming? Are you more settled? I think that uh, I'm definitely more settled. I think. Happy. I think that you know now I'm I'm, I'm in a relationship uh, as I have been for uh, a few years. I'm really happy with, and I you know I turned thirty and I decided that kind of enough. I want to come home. At that time, I'd spent a couple of years kind of back and forth between London, living away uh, across kind of Europe, spending a few months here and there. And I think on my thirtieth birthday, I don't know if I was in Amsterdam and like my my flat. Now I was living in a shared house and uh, pup. That's her actual name. I think she came over with a birthday cake. And she said, oh, hey, happy birthday. And I, I, I you know, I was 30 and I was thinking, well, what are you doing with your life? Are you back? <laughs> um, what is it that you're, you're, you're doing in Amsterdam? And I, I come from a happy family. I've got a big family. I, I don't have a, a story to offer you. I just was in Amsterdam and I was, you know, I was out there. And, and I say out there in the world, maybe searching for something. And... You know, I, I, I didn't have my anchor, and I think that my business and my relationship now have given me two anchors from from which I can build other things around. So definitely, I think it's maturity and 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 and, and, and maturity slash you know a deeper sense of focus. And and focus often comes with maturity, but I don't think that they're contingent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, do you ever get tired? Do you ever get tired of constantly pushing? Have you ever taken two weeks off just to decompress or is that not in your nature? I've tried it. I've never gone two weeks. I mean, I did do that, of course, the year that I spoke of it. I mean, that was a year of just not doing like marathons or anything that kind of comprised of longer than an hour's training maybe. I was still training quite often. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely would say that um, I, 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 my version of decompression would be a good couple of days off and then maybe guilt will kick in and I'll feel like, God, guilt or maybe restlessness and, 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 I'll, be, uh, and I'll feel like I need to go out and kind of do some exercise. You, you remind me a little bit, um, <clears throat> I have had a dentist. His name was uh, Dr. Richard Raymond. He's since moved on to other things, um, teaching, I think. He used to run every single day. He, in Canada, has won many, many awards. He's never missed a day of running. He runs... Wow. Um, I, I don't know how he surpassed, I don't know how many marathons a few years ago. He's probably well into his 60s. I don't, I'm not, not quite sure. But he won many awards for running. And um, running in endurance and just the, the accomplishment of never missing a day. Never, ever missing wow. a day. And, wow. you know, I asked him about it because it's so far from my personality type especially running like running is not a release for me and I, i've we had someone on the show a while ago and i said if you could just you know help me to get out of my head when i'm running because it's like okay one more kilometer to go or there's the end line or you know i don't my head's not free when i run <clears throat> and i yeah. said to him you know how do you do it every single morning you know rain snow everything he said because it's it's like for me getting up and brushing my teeth it's something that has to be a part of my day. And if, it's, if it wasn't a part of my day, the rest of it wouldn't yeah. function properly. So yeah. definitely you're falling into that same idea, <laughs> idea as, as he is where exercise just complements 
and it's not the same for everybody. Uh, many people couldn't do it every day, and most people couldn't run four marathons a year, for sure. And you're running not yeah. just marathons, you're running ultra marathons. Do you, does this encompass uh, your diet as well? Do you take this to, to those extremes as well, uh, you know, very strict diet? Or are you able to function without, you know, without going down that route as well? I, 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 you know what, I definitely think my diet's actually got worse as I got older. And when I say older, I probably, if I'm being really honest, it's probably when I completely just moved out of my mum's house and then my diet went down the toilet, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, when I say, okay, so when I say down the toilet, there's, there's, there's a couple of things. I, I, I definitely don't follow a strict diet. I, I definitely do keep some fundamentals. So, I mean, I eat a lot of fruit. That's one thing that kind of has been kind of baked into me. And with, with you know, I'll, I'll try and eat kind of some salads every day. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, I also, I eat out twice a day, all, almost all the time these days. And um, I think that, uh, I definitely think I could do diet better. And it's something that I'm still trying to work on. But uh, I, 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 I recognize that, you know, the, the, the volume of, or exercise that I do, let's call it exercise maybe, um, offsets off, off it. But yeah, definitely there's some fundamentals. I, 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 I'm definitely not detail orientated, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. if I had someone who would kind of cook for me and, and do all of that for me, then I'd probably follow, you know, a much probably improved diet. But as it stands, I, I, I try and just keep to some broad, broad kind of rules. And beyond that, I, I, I will eat kind of, I will snack and I'll eat what I want when I want. And What's very helpful, if I'm being honest, is that, you know, I did this marathon I just talked about, and I know that I've got another marathon, I think, um, in about, what, two and a half weeks. Yeah, two and a half weeks in Milan. So I know that between now and then, you know, every Thursday, I think, as I just mentioned, I, I, you know, I'll run to Kaz's house. So every Thursday, I'll do like a 20-kilometer run. Um, and, and that gives me, if I'm being honest, a lot of leeway with my diet, because my diet does demand you know, a decent amount of carbohydrates and and and, or, and, and fat. Hmm. So you just play it by ear. You go with your gut, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I do. You're, you're completely right. Um, I've, uh, I, I definitely do go with my gut. You're a lucky, lucky man, Deepak, because people who are trying to do what you do often follow such strict regimes just to be able to get to marathons and so forth. So in that regard, you're you're lucky. Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Still running marathons, I guess. Um, hopefully, getting better times. Uh, <laughs> I say that, but then um, it's not something I really ever work hard towards. I, um, you know, I, I Kathy, you know what? I, I just, I, I want to maintain what, what I, where I do see myself, where I hope to see myself beyond kind of a, I don't know, a tangible revenue number. I want to live here and do that, like a kind of dream board type thing. I want to maintain the tempo at which I live my life. And, and that's something that definitely is part of, you know, who I am. And I, I definitely will say to a lot of people that maybe are listening to thinking, Deepak, how do I action that? I, I, I build in a lot of what I call redundancies or fail-safes because it's not my own willpower that, you know, often gets me to places. So these marathons that I spoke of, right, I, I, I booked the marathons, you know, within the space of two days. I booked eight marathons. I then booked all the flights, and then I stuck it on Facebook. 
and I suck it and kind of put it out there. And I created a lot of expectation from the people around me. And, and I put all of those kind of bills, personal expenses on my credit card. And then I also have an accountability coach. So my accountability coach will literally be there just in place to hold me accountable to my word. So I'll set simple goals. And if I don't reach them, I have to pay him like a hundred, a hundred pound fine, like a hundred and fifty dollar bill for things that I don't complete. So what I will say is that I do those things as they're, they're integral to my, to my work life. If there's something that I want to do, I don't overthink the training and what I need to do. I'll just book the event and I'll tell everybody about it. And I'll also have my accountability coach. And if I'm still doing those things, I think in 10 years, then I'm really hopeful that, you know, I'll, you know, I'd come back on your show and, um, you know, I would have achieved, um, you know, uh, many more things that I, I would love to maybe explore and talk to you, talk to you about. That's very interesting. So business is going to be ever evolving. You're not where you want to be as far as business. And I think that's part of your personality. You never are where you want to be. And that's probably what drives you. And it's a great way to be. Now, if people wanted to find out a little bit more about you, can you give us some of your social media sites? Because, again, there's so much on them uh, that it's really quite interesting. You find out about your music career, which we didn't really talk about. Are you still doing music? Uh, No. Yes and no. I still... I still get told if I, I should record like a rap song or two, <laughs> but, but then I never, I, I, so, 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 so yes and no, no, I'm not recording actively, but yes, there's still some, a lot, a lot of old material that I have plans to do things with. <laughs> Interesting. So where can we reach you on the social sites? Mm. So uh, if you want to find out about me personally, then my, my website's a great place. So Deepak Shukla, um, I, I imagine that'll be on the notes. So my name I've also got a bunch of stuff on YouTube, including some of the old rap videos. If anyone is like, what the hell? How can this British dude that sounds really posh rap? Um, so that'd be quite funny for, for people to kind of dig up. And then if they want to look at, well, what, what, you know, the, the, the kind of business piece, then it's my company name, which is Pearl, like a pearl necklace, lemon, pearllemon.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Deepak, it's been wonderful talking to you. You're a very motivating type of person and very glad that we can connect. And we'll make a date in another 10 years to, to come full circle again. You started off our next 100 shows, so who knows where we'll be in 10 years. But I want to thank yeah, you so amazing. much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, and everybody, we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Hosted by Kathy Biasi here on Radio Maria Canada.